0: Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, the podcast where current and aspirational entrepreneurs can learn skills and get inspired to take their business to the next level. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Kelly Morgan. Kelly calls herself an ambassador of the inner state, and she's on a mission to help people figure out what they really love to do and live a life that's built around that. Kelly, welcome. Hey,
1: hi, Ellen. Hi, everyone.
0: It's great to have you here on the show, and I'm so intrigued by your work. How did you get started doing this?
1: Oh, well, wow, that's a long story. But um, I worked in banking for 12 years in London. Um, and, you know, after that time, that's what I thought success was, you know, getting a high-flying career and taking nice holidays and stuff. Um, but I had this question that kept popping up inside my head, and that question was, is this it? Like, is this is this it? Is this what life is about? Is this what's there to make you happy? Um, and the reason that question came up is because even though you know, on paper, everything looked great. And I felt like I should be happy. I wasn't fulfilled. And so from there, I actually um, moved to Spain. I'm from the UK. I moved to Spain in 2011 and followed my dreams and started up a retreat company. And now I kind of work with people, you know, on a longer term basis, three months or so in order to help them really find out what it is that they'd love to do. I basically go and do it.
0: Wow, Kelly, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. So you, you brought up a question that, you know, um, it, it, with success, is this it? Is it just money? Is it just the uh, the car or the apartment or whatever? Um, and I, I like to ask people that, like, what is success? And is it the same thing as happiness?
1: Yeah, well, that's a super good question. The thing is, it's so... I think we define it. We have to define it ourselves. We can't look for an out, an expert or an external model of what society says success or happiness is because then we try and fit ourselves into a box and it doesn't feel right inside. So I really think anyone who wants to answer that question is really to go inside because we all have our own things that we really love, our own set of values and our happiness or our success will come from following that. So, you know, success could be for someone spending all the time with their family. Success for someone else could be, yeah, making a million dollars. It depends.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it is very individual. And um, sometimes people get caught up in the external idea of what it is. And it seems that they never do look within. Like like sometimes I ask people, what is it that you really want or what do you really like doing? And it's
1: surprising how many people can't answer that question. Do you find that? Oh, Ellen, yeah. I so read and I feel so... I mean, I've been there, but I feel so sorry for those people because we basically take on, you know, what we think we should be doing. And I love that word should because it's showing you that you're doing something that you don't really love. It's something that you think, you know, is going to get you somewhere. And when when you do that so much, you actually kind of lose yourself because you're listening to outside voices instead of the voice within um and so when someone asks you that question it can be really scary so yeah I I find that with some of my clients that have really been high flyers pushing themselves and pushing themselves um when it comes to yeah what is it that you would really want they don't know yeah and you know so
0: I work a lot with entrepreneurs and I know that you do too and you come from this financial background so it you know sometimes you at least I I don't want to put words in your mouth but sometimes I have this conversation with people and they kind of you know they're kind of like oh yeah that's nice that's so cute you know but really it is possible to build a successful business around this premise and I'd like to get a little bit into that because um, you you can be both you can be spiritual you can be in tune with this inner guidance, and have a profitable business. So let's explore that idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, I tend to work with people that are, maybe they're in a corporate right now, and they're thinking about setting up their own business. And so very much, they often dismiss their initial ideas as silly or whimsical, or, you know, it's okay for everyone else or some people, but not not for them. It's just... I think it's because when we grow up, you know, we're taught to be lawyers, accountants, doctors, whatever those disciplines are in order to earn money. And if you want to be, for example, creative, that means you're going to struggle. It, it, it could mean that. I mean, is
0: that does that mean that we need to change those ideas that we're putting in the minds of children? Do, do we need to change it that early or uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm part of this project called um, The Inner State. This is about changing, actually, the education and health systems, because we've been, I want to say, indoctrinated, which sounds like a harsh word. But I think it's true, like we, we we think that, you know, if you're creative, there's a, a mindset out there that, you know, you can't earn uh, money. Now, there are exceptions, there are people that don't believe that, but the majority of people, you know, just think that they, those sorts of things should be hobbies and, you know, to get a real, they have to get a real job. I mean, how often have we heard that? So, yeah, I think it's about changing it on a cultural level in, in education and you know we don't have to just wait for our kids to learn it. We can learn it too.
0: so how do you go tell me more about the interstate and how how you think it's necessary to go about doing this? because w- what comes to my mind is a conversation I had with somebody who had um, taken a position with the unemployment office with the state job here in New York and really hated job, you know, but it did have some benefits. It did have a retirement fund with it. And her thinking was, well, I really hate this job, but I'll do it for 20 years and then I'll retire. And I thought,
1: that's really sad. You know, who knows if you have 20 years. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, um, from the interstate, what we have found is that when people find their life purpose, um, that's when they create internal well-being, health, and let's call it happiness, or what, however people define that, fulfillment. Uh, and that then they go on to create a life where they don't regret anything at the end. Whereas, you know, like you, this example, you know, waiting 20 years, like you say, who says you're going to get there? So. Yeah, we've found it's really about helping people find the life purpose because when you know that, when you know what it is that really satisfies you, you know, you're in the moment, you're doing it, you're creating well-being for yourself because you feel in a great state. The people that you serve feel in a great state. I mean, who's been to a restaurant and the people who work there don't want to be there? It's horrible to be served by people like that. Whereas on the contrary, when you're served by someone, you know, you go to a restaurant and they're really enthusiastic about where the food's from, about the service. I mean, you just want to go back there again and again.
0: I love that you use that example because I do also say that to people that it isn't everybody's dream to be an entrepreneur. It isn't everybody's dream to have a business, but it's it's for some people. And maybe for all of us, it's it's partly about finding happiness in what you're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you say, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You can still find your, you know, place in society by working for a company or in collaboration with someone that has the same values as you, you know, and and needs your skill set. Like I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have all the skill sets. So I have some people that support me that have the skill sets I don't want to do and they love doing it. So it's a win-win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Kelly, tell me like if you're if you're working with someone who's looking for this inner guidance, this inner purpose and they really they really don't know. They're they're really starting from a place of being pretty out of touch with that. What's your process?
1: Okay, so the first thing is um, to help people realize that that often people say they don't know, but actually when you question them, they do know. And I have the perfect example. I was working with a client the other day, and she's like, "I have no idea what I want to do." Um, she's just been made redundant from financial services, and I was like, "Okay, well we're going to go through this process, you know." And I had like a few weeks planned of different calls with her to take her through the process, which I'll explain in a minute. On the first call, after some questioning, she came up with her dream, which was like, yeah, she wants to buy like a house in Portugal. She's really into interior design and, and creativity and, and create the space to host things like retreats and events and workshops. Um, so it was inside of her. No one had asked her the right question or she just dismissed it as silly. So I think people often do know but they dismiss it as silly or they just haven't been asked the right question and when you're asked the right question you can find the answer in your heart um so yeah the first thing I say is people often know something and start with what you know and, and build on that but if they really don't know um then it's about really connecting to themselves very simply like um doing a bit of mindfulness, um, asking themselves what they feel about basic things, like what they want for lunch, what do they feel like doing that day, because they're so programmed into what they should be doing, like, oh, I had a sandwich for for breakfast, so I should have a salad for lunch, Um, you know, not what they feel like doing. And when you get into what do you feel like, you're more in connection with your heart. Um, And once you start on those small things, then you can start answering the bigger questions like, what do I want to do with my life? Yeah, that sounds like
0: great advice. And I just literally just had a conversation with somebody that was telling me about his experience working with a coach. And part of his homework was taking himself on a date every day for a month. And I was like, that's a great idea. So like really asking yourself what you want to do. And treating yourself like someone important and someone that you love every day for a month. And who does that? But that's such a cool exercise.
1: Yeah. I mean, the greatest self-love gift you can give to yourself is to listen to yourself. And like you say, give yourself the gift of that. And so often we don't. And if you think about what that does to our subconscious and our programming, is it says that we're not important. We're saying to ourselves we're less important than other things. And so, of course, our heart is going to stop speaking up for what it wants because it's not getting it. So it really is about listening to yourself and it, giving yourself those gifts. And then, then you can build from there. Then you can build from there. And that guy I was just talking to,
0: he said something that I wrote down. He said that through this process, he learned to dream loudly, and I was like, "Wow, that's a great, that's a great uh, phrase." I'm <laughs> going to write that down. Yeah. But what do you think? So you mentioned um, your client, I guess, who had th- these big dreams that she thought were, you know, maybe impossible. Uh, going was it France? Going to France? Uh, Portugal. Portugal. Sorry. You know, so so people. I think it's very easy to to say flippantly, like, oh, I would love to own a vineyard in Italy or, you know, whatever. But then just immediately start talking yourself out of it, because there's a million reasons why that can't work. You know, I don't speak Italian. I don't have enough money to do that. I don't have this. I don't have that. So how do you get over that, um, those objections that we, most many of us, you know, immediately start hammering our subconscious or our conscious mind with?
1: What I do is I say, let's just explore the possibility. And I say, look, you're not quitting your job and moving to Portugal and setting up this centre now, because that's crazy. But why don't we just explore the possibility and we're not shutting anything down. Let's look at it and let's really see if it's viable or not properly with pen, paper and research rather than, you know, just in your head. Um, and then we'll work it out. So what with her, with her, we've set a goal that it's definitely possible in five years. Um, I've said, great, let's try and do that in two or three. Let's find the strategies to make that dream come true quicker. Um, and you know, doing, doing a plan and taking action, that's the way, otherwise it is just a pipe dream up in your head.
0: Yeah. And you, you did that yourself with your retreat center in, you know, moving to Spain
1: yeah, I didn't speak the language, I came from banking, yeah, crazy, a lot of people would say, uh, and actually my subconscious, don't worry, it did say I was crazy a lot, but you know, at the end of the day, I thought, I asked myself the question, well, if I didn't do this, and if I just stayed here, how would I feel in a few years, and the answer was absolutely no way, you gotta, you got to try this. So I jumped. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I I mean that's where the magic happens. But a lot of people get hung up not in the not only in those negative statements that they make to themselves, but also in a great deal of fear. And I'd like to explore this with you. Fear holds us back and it can be paralyzing for many people, uh whether you're changing careers or making a giant leap, like the one we're talking about, where you're really, you know, just jumping off the cliff and going to live in a different country to realize your dream. You know, that's, that's a big, big, big change, right? Um, So whether it's a littler one or a bigger one, how do you get over that potentially paralyzing fear?
1: The thing is that, you know, fear does keep us stuck. But what I say is Let's just explore it and see what's happening. Maybe there's some points there that are actually going to help us plan some contingency. You know, so in, in, in a way, what we tend to do is play hide and seek with our fears and run away. And then they kind of bite us on the bum. So instead of running away from them, face them head on, look at them, explore them. What, what are legitimate fears? How can we plan for those? You know, like I'm going to lose all my money or, you know, everything's going to go wrong. OK, let's go. What do you mean by everything's going to go wrong? Well, I couldn't pay my rent. OK, how much rent do you need? You know, get into the detail and the contingency planning. And then when you've done that, you know you've done your thorough due diligence then you can say, okay, that that's enough now. I need to focus more on my dreams and my fears. And it is kind of a mental flipping exercise where you're flipping from one thing, uh, which is your fear, uh, to the other, which is your successful outcome.
0: One of the things I really appreciate about your work is that you have this practical side, doing your due diligence and exploring, um, you know, the. What, what the reality is, you know, exploring, like, how much money I really need, what what does this really look like, let's break it down, that's very practical, and I'm sure that is related to your background in banking, but then there's this other side of, uh, like, a faith, a, a true belief in what you're doing, and and I suppose there's some element of being called, or, or driven, or um, brought along this path by You know, I I don't have a better word than faith. Um, Is is that accurate with your work?
1: Yeah, I mean, a few of my clients in the testimonies have said it's a good mix of practical work and spiritual inner work. And I think, um, you know, I say my entrepreneur journey has been the biggest personal growth journey ever. Oh, my God, I've been, you know, it hasn't been all plain sailing. And I think that's why I'm practical as well. Um, What I haven't said yet is my first business, the retreat center, um, I bought a center. I remortgaged my place. And within three months of moving, I would realized that the business I bought wasn't how it was presented to me. So I was facing bankruptcy. Um, and, um, you know, I was in tears thinking I, I made the leap and actually my worst fear has just come true. You know, what are you doing to me, universe? I, I'm following my dreams. and following my heart. And why has this happened? What happened was um, actually someone who worked, who started the Inner State Project said to me, well, what is it, Kelly, that you would love at that moment? And I just said, what are you talking about? Like, I haven't got time to think what I love. I need to, you know, keep this business afloat. Um, And actually that night I I went home and I did ponder that question and I thought, yeah, that is what I need to connect to. So I connected to my initial vision, which was creating a retreat center. Anyhow, one morning I was walking with my dog um, and just down the road from my center was this huge five star hotel with um, a rooftop pool and a big spa. And I thought, wow, you know what? That'd be an amazing place to do retreats. So I went in and spoke to the general manager and he was like, you're just the person we're looking for. So I ended up, you know, turning what was bankruptcy into it became one of Europe's leading brands in terms of retreats uh really successful. So. So, yeah, like that's why, you know, the mix is really important for me. Oh, Kelly, that's a goosebump story. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I say now that money I lost, and I'm kind of doing the inverted commas quote, is the biggest investment in a business school I ever made. Because that year, because it took a year to sort out, was the biggest business school, contracts, legal, due diligence, doing marketing on no budget, um, finding partnerships. Spiritual inner work, faith, gratitude. I mean, I did everything and I really, um, yeah, like it was, now I'm grateful for it. I really am grateful. And I'm also cautious now. Not overly cautious, but also just a bit practical because I think, you know, there are reasons why we have those fears sometimes. So let's look at them and let's deal with them. Um, but then let's let be led by our heart. Oh,
0: I love that. And there are lots of parallels with my own story and falling into the deep dark hole of near bankruptcy and business struggling and all of that. I too have found a lot of gratitude around that and a new purpose. You know, we're talking about purpose. For me, having faced my biggest fears, I don't know if it was the same for you, but I really came out of it Going, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, and it kind of excited to to work with the people I knew now or I know now that I'm supposed to be working with, and that never would have happened without that experience. So it's made me also very well educated in the school of hard knocks and life and all of that, and and I learned so much about myself and business and everything that you're describing, but. It just, it, it gave me a perspective that allowed me to work with different people on a different level and, and also kind of a fearlessness in some ways.
1: Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you because, you know, I think that question, right, in, no matter what situation you're in now, the worst situation, it doesn't even have to be, be about work. It could be a personal situation, you know, trouble at home, but, you know, relationship on on the knock, whatever it is, the question to ask yourself is, okay, well, what is it that I would love right now? And connect to that, because that is the thing that's going to get you out of the hole, if you like. And and like you said, they are, we're being shaped and sculptured in a way by our experiences in order to get to, yeah, why we're here on planet Earth, really. And so, you know, that's part of the journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, So, Kelly, you're still living in Spain,
1: correct? Yeah, I'm actually in between like UK, Spain and um, France. I'm in France right now.
0: Oh, beautiful. That sounds lovely. That sounds like something worth manifesting, that kind of lifestyle. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So tell me, what are some of the programs you have or or ways that people can work with you? Um, I guess the most fun would probably be going there in person.
1: Yeah, yeah. People p- people always love to find an excuse to come and see me in Ibiza in Spain. <laughs> and I do um I do retreats there a couple of times a year. I've never real deep dive, you know, immersive experiences where you get a deep transformation, you know, within a week, which you, if you really want to get started, that's the best way. Um I also work with people one on one, which is more suited for people that need that ongoing support and you know they know it's a bit of a journey in terms of finding their life purpose in terms of um you know clearing all the blocks and the fears uh I love to say to my clients those blocks are on your way not in your way because they've come up to be healed in order to step into that future version of yourself so yeah I do one-on-one programs as well uh, and I am going to be launching a group program soon in November, which is, yeah, for people that really like that social aspect, want to find their tribe, uh, and be on a bit of a journey together.
0: Oh, great. So what is that group um, going gonna to be about?
1: Okay, so it's going to be about defining your life with no regrets, really drawing that out, defining that. It's going to be about creating the practical steps to get there, getting rid of the blocks. And really, it's about connecting to your life purpose.
0: Well, that sounds wonderful. I'll definitely post um, links to all of those um, options on my website. So, um, so yeah, that's that's great. And uh, we are soon to be running out of time, but I'm wondering what else you want to share with us that we didn't get to talk about.
1: Oh, what else can I share? Well, it's just been lovely to speak to you. And yeah, like, I would love to hear what other people think as well. Like, what do they define as success and happiness? So if there's any way they can leave comments on the podcast, then I'd love to read them. And I'm sure there's so many different opinions on this. Hear what other people want to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, they absolutely can leave comments. And I think it's a great uh, conversation starter because everyone has their own ideas, and as we said in the beginning, it's so personal How Yeah. you do choose to define it. I think there's something to be said about having the freedom to, to define it and then realize it as yeah. feels um, authentic to you. You know, authenticity is a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. So why don't we invite everyone just to, yeah, define in the comments what is it that they would really love right now? And yeah, what does success look like to them? I'd love to know. Wonderful.
0: Well, Kelly, it has been a pleasure speaking to you. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Um, Either my email, which is kelly at kellymorgan.tv, in terms of television, uh, or I'm on Facebook uh, slash Kelly Morgan Coach.
0: Wonderful. Okay, well, I'll post those links as well. And uh, thank you again for talking with us all the way from France.
1: Thank you, Ellen. It's so good to talk to you. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. My guest was Kelly Morgan. She's a business and life coach. She runs a retreat center in Spain, and she helps people discover their purpose and create a life that's aligned with their inner guidance. You can find out more about Kelly and her work on our website, ellenbarton.com. Please check that out and tune in again next week for another episode of the podcast that's designed to help your business make a dynamic upward pivot. Thanks and see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit. Your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit. Inspired actions, real results.